The Latter-day Lives podcast is not owned or operated by The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Any opinions expressed or implied in this recording are solely those of the host and guests and not of any specific organization, unless otherwise stated. Hello, friends, and welcome to episode 16 of the Latter-day Lives podcast. My name is Sean Rapier. I am your host. And I'm so grateful you decided to join us this week. We have got such a fun show. My guests on the show this week are the hosts of the Word on the Main Street podcast. They are active members of the church and happen to be big Disney fans. So we're going to talk about Disneyland, Disney, and all the connections uh, between Disneyland and members of the church. Um, we're also doing something kind of fun. I actually was the guest on their podcast this week and they were the guests on mine. So we kind of traded off. Uh, I have, um, kids who I take to Disneyland. One of my sons has some special needs. So I talked about, uh, what, what it's like to take special needs kids to Disneyland and some of the tips. So really fun to do that. I so appreciate them coming on. You're going to love this conversation. They are really fun guys. And in my Latter-day Life. This week, I'm going to tell you a little bit about one of my heroes, who also happens to be a pretty great home teacher. And also, I want to thank all those who participated in hashtag My Latter-day Life last week. We had a few of our listeners who did the hashtag My Latter-day Life on Instagram or on Facebook or Twitter. We so appreciate it. Let's keep it going. It's fun to see what members of the church are up to in their own Latter-day lives. So without any further ado, sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's conversation. This week on the Latter-day Lives podcast, we've got a very uh, unique episode for you. We're doing something very different this week. First of all, it's a first, another first. Uh, this is the first episode that we are not recording in the Latter-day Live studio. I'm actually in somebody else's podcast studio, which is kind of cool. Uh, this week, my special guests are Brayden, Brian, and Sean from the Word on the Main Street podcast. Say hello, guys. Howdy. How's it going? Hello. Yeah, so Word on the Main Street. Well, would one of you like to describe what Word on the Main Street podcast is? Sean. You want me to do it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. So, uh, do you want me to tell you how it yeah. started? Yeah, or? please. Let's hear all about it. So, it kind of started, the way it kind of started was, um, at the beginning of the year, my wife's like, let's write down some resolutions and let's just do it. Like, what have you wanted to do? What, do you have any goals? I just wrote down, do a podcast, and then I signed it. <laughs> I so had no idea. from a goal. Yeah, so, uh, I was, I've been thinking of what to do, and... Uh, it dawned on me that my passion is Disneyland and yeah. I was going to do it by myself. And then I think Braden, did my wife tell you about it? Yeah. Yeah. I think so. His wife was watching my kids at the time and I've grown up with her. And so we're friends before Sean and I were really friends. Mm -hmm. And so I think Colby had reached out to me and said that her husband was looking in, to do in this podcast. And I was like, Oh, about what? And it just kind of <laughs> snowballed. From yeah. There. So he was interested I'm like, yeah, it might be cool to have a, a second person. And so, Sean, you've always been a Disneyland fan? Ah, uh, yes. For yeah. quite some time, our uncle took us when we were really young. And 
Yeah. Ever since then, I think. But you guys live in a... Utah, all three of you. Oh yeah. Yep. North of Salt Lake City. Yep. And then Braden, you were already a big Disneyland fan. Oh yeah. So I grew up going to Disneyland every other year with my great grandparents. So they would take us every other year for family vacation. And then, yeah, my love from Disneyland started then. Awesome. Basically the standard Mormon Disneyland <laughs> Pretty much. vacation. Pretty much. So, yeah. So how did you, Braden and Sean, how do you guys know each other? So Through my wife. Yeah, through through Sean's wife. So Colby and I, in fact, a little fun fact, I don't know if we've ever talked about this in our podcast either. Colby used to have a crush on me when we were like six or seven <laughs> <Yeah>. years old. <laughs> and one of my earliest oh, remember, I know, but one of the, my earliest remem- uh, memories of Colby was it was when Lion King came out and she was standing on like the electrical box outside of her house and she would sing Can You Feel the Love Tonight from the Lion King to me. That's hilarious. And then so, later yeah. became Sean's wife. Yeah. Yep. So anyway, Colby and I Colby and I grew up together. I mean we went to Did elementary and junior high too. She's never saying Can You Feel the Love Tonight for I me. think she goes you Sean. I know, right? You'll ask her about it. She'll know exactly. So anyway, I've known Colby forever. I mean we did we were in plays through high school and Yeah. And, and these guys are all quite a bit younger than I am because I remember being in the single adult ward and seeing the Lion King. Oh yeah. After my mission. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, I was a kid. And yeah. then the oldest we were like five. and then Brian <laughs> than Brian Brian is the oldest member of the word on the main street. <laughs> Uh, team. He's our elder. And, and <laughs> yeah. Brian, tell us how you know Sean. So <laughs> it's kind of a long story, but he's my brother. That's a pretty short story. <laughs> I could no, I could go into more oh, detail, sure, for but, sure. but yeah, we'll no, just no leave doubt. it at that. That's so, how we met. Yeah. So Sean and Brian are brothers. Brian's the <laughs> older brother. And then Brian, you knew Braden before also. I did not. No, so really. The so pod, you guys met through yeah, the we podcast met, brought us together. And yep. then you guys got together. When did you launch the Word on the Main Street podcast? So it kind of launched in March. It was probably the last half of March. Yeah. yeah. Maybe just the last week of March. Yeah. I can't remember. We released one or two episodes. Yeah. Uh, but our full, our first full month was April. Yeah. So. And then Sean and Brian, did you guys grow up in Utah? Yep. Yeah. Born and raised. All our life, <laughs> other than time I served my mission. Where'd you serve your mission, Brian? I served in the Roseville, California mission. Oh. So just north of Sacramento. Yeah, I used to live out there. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I lived in Folsom. Oh, okay. That's, that's in the Close. Sacramento mission. Roseville is where everyone went to buy their cars. <laughs> oh, yeah. Huge auto mall. Yeah, it's like mm. if you've ever been up here in Riverdale, Utah. Yeah. It's like yeah, it's the, same the thing. whole main street is all now, dealerships. Are there other siblings? Nope. No, just, just, just the two of, of you. Just the two of us. <laughs> don't sing any more of that or we have to pay royalties oh yeah yeah. so we don't want to do that (laughs) all right and then Braden, what's your story did you so you grew up yeah yeah so i grew up in roy and uh yeah grew up a member of the church wasn't really active through like elementary junior high-ish i mean we went but not a ton and then we started going a lot more when i was in high school got a couple big callings then went on a mission right out of high school cool so yeah and, and Braden, you're married, you have kids. Yep. So I've been married for seven and a half years, got married in the Bountiful Temple. And I've known my wife even longer than I've known Colby, which is crazy. Whoa. <laughs> but did your wife sing Disney songs? No, too? she didn't. Still to this day. Gotcha. I know. So yeah, my wife and I, um, there's pictures of me holding my wife in the hospital the day she was born. So, like, I've literally known my wife her entire life. What? That's crazy. Wow. Did you guys not know this? I didn't. How, 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 what's the age difference? A year and a half. 
Yeah. 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 So, so I'm a year and a half older. You're so. a year and a half old and she's sitting in your lap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the most yeah. amazing thing. So I've we have videos. Heard. We have videos of us growing up together as little kids, like trick or treating together and costumes, like matching hmm. costumes as little kids and stuff like that. Wow. So Yeah. In fact, when I got home from my mission, I had, <laughs> well, sorry, I don't know if this is, anyway. I had a girl who like waited for me oh, yeah. when I was on my mission and yeah. uh, I got home from my mission and long story short, it just didn't line up very yeah. well. And uh, even longer story shorter, um, I came home a week early or mm. two weeks early from my mission and uh, honorably, you know, I came home, yeah. you yeah. know, I, I just, there was just something that I, I need to come home for and I didn't know what it was. And anyway, long story short, break up with my girlfriend the day I get home. Mm. The next morning, I'm home alone by myself for the first time after I'd been released. And my now father-in-law calls my home phone looking for my dad to look for a job and ends up talking to me, which then got me to ask my now wife out on a date. (laughs) So by the time that I should have been home, Morgan and I had a date set for the temple. No way. Wow. wow. Well, that yeah. was quick. He is one of those. I, I was, <laughs> and I refused to be one of those, and I was you one of those. You are so one of those. Yeah, so yeah. I got home I got home in the middle of November, and me and Morgan were married in June. And wow. we had never dated before wow. my mission. But we grew up together. We didn't have to do the background check. As, as much as I'd like to uh, <sighs> make fun of you for being one of those, I met my wife in April of 94. We went on our first date. May 26th and got married September 17th. Yep. So we were less than five months from yep. meeting to married. So yep. I can't make fun of anyone. The funny thing is that we joke about my wife because she actually took a date to my farewell. Nice. So we kind of joke, you know, yeah. about that. But that's awesome. That's funny. Yeah, so I've known her forever. And so. Brian, you're, you're married. You've got I kids. Am. As of this last Saturday, the 28th of October, we've been married for six years. Woo! Oh, wow. So... I wasn't sure where you were going with that. You said, as of this past Saturday. <laughs> yeah. That was it. Like, yeah, no, we just got we married. Just barely celebrated our sixth anniversary. That was awesome. Tell us about your kids. Three great kids. We've got our oldest, Caden. Uh, we got our middle son, Cole, and our youngest, Lucy. And yeah. Getting ready to take all three of them to Disneyland here in a couple weeks. Yeah, so. awesome. And Sean, yeah. you are married. I am married. To Colby. To Colby. Um, for about six and a half years. Nice. We got married before they did. Yeah. <laughs> before my brother did. Before your brother. Yeah. Yep. Um, so in May, it'll be yeah. seven years. And then we have one kid. Yeah. Uh, he's a boy. How old is he? <laughs> uh, he is two. He's almost three. He'll be three gotcha. in November. So. so you guys all just have this great love of Disney. It came together for a podcast. Mm-hmm. There is actually a big culture of podcasts in Utah. Um, there are a ton of podcasts that are recording here in Utah, and I didn't know this, but there are quite a few Disney podcasts, Disney generally, Disneyland, there's some Disney World, and you guys are a primarily Disneyland yep, it's true. podcast. Except when Brayden Except when I interject on. and go off on my <laughs> Disney World tangent. Yeah, sure. That's why we have Brayden here. We, we would call it primarily. Yes. You're primarily, <laughs> primarily a... Uh, a Disneyland podcast. So uh, a little bit of history for our listeners. And I talked about this in episode one. I'm a huge Disneyland fan and I was doing stand-up comedy and Sean had this stand-up comedy career. That was, <laughs> was that the only show or there were a few more? Uh, there were a couple more, but that was the only one at Wise Guys. Yeah. So an Sean, actual comedy club. Sean came with some friends and opened for me and that's how we met and how we became friends. And then I connected with Brian 
and they started up this podcast. And mm-hmm. as I've mentioned on the show almost every week, I'm a big Disneyland fan. So I came and was an invited guest to come talk about Club 33 at Disneyland. Came in and we recorded. And then uh, it wasn't long after that that I got the idea for Latter-day Lives Boom. and actually called <laughs> Sean, not having any idea how a podcast works or how it would get going. And I called Sean and said, hey, you know podcasts. Sean was kind enough to spend a half hour with me. At least. At least. <laughs> <laughs> right, maybe more than that. All right. Uh, yeah, it was probably actually more than half hour. You're right. You're right. So anyway, so I've been on a couple times and tonight... Uh, we are uh, doing kind of a cross promotional yeah. podcast. So I'm they're 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 guests right now on mine. As soon as we're done recording, we're going to record theirs. Where I'll be a guest on theirs. So they don't know it yet, but actually, I'm just going to get up and walk out as soon as we're done. <laughs> <laughs> well, there we You're go. done with mine. I'm out. Yeah. No, Please. they'd be they'd be all right. With that. So does so, this mean that Latter Day Lives is a spinoff of Word on the Main Street? I think it is. I actually think it is. I think we're a spinoff. Yes, we are the Joni wow. Loves Judge to your happy days. Excellent. Yeah, we really are. We've I mean, spawned this, other I, shows. I was so fascinated when I first got here. The first time I was here, I was so just interested like as to how it all worked and it got my mind spinning and my wife and I had talked about doing a podcast for a long time and uh, we are now just up and running and it's been That's so awesome. great. So Good for you guys. And this is episode 16 for us. Wow. Nice. You can believe it. We're And you guys are... 31. 31. Yeah, 31. Wow. That's awesome. <laughs> And I'll never be able to catch you because we're, we're as both, old as I am. <laughs> we're both weekly podcasts. Yeah. So one of the things we want to talk about tonight, we want to talk about uh, a little bit different. We're going to talk a little bit about, uh, as these guys are Disneyland and generally Disney experts, we want to talk about this rich history that the Mormon Church has, not the church itself, but Mormons <laughs> have with uh, with Disney. And then we'll talk a little bit about your lives and my life and Disneyland and everything else. So, uh, one of the people that we're going to talk about, there were actually some Mormons that were involved very, very early on with the Disney Corporation. Mm-hmm. Who wants to tell us a little bit about uh, Floyd Godfredson? Did you say you just read up I, on I him? I just read about it a little bit. It was, this was earlier in the summer, so I'm not... Yeah, I, I actually I learned something by reading <laughs> about him to get ready for this. Yeah, it was, it's crazy. Yeah, uh, Floyd was pretty instrumental in totally changing the image of Mickey Mouse. Uh, when Mickey first came on the scene in Steamboat Willie, he was kind of a punk little mouse, uh, pulling on and animals and kind of, <laughs> if you've ever watched it, kind of torturing some of the animals on this, this boat. Playing um, music. Yeah. <laughs> playing, playing music with the animals. Um, some of them maybe you could consider a little more graphic than, than others. <laughs> yeah, um, for sure. But like playing on the teeth of the, the cows and yeah. stuff. And yeah. Some of those early ones were piglets not. Piglet's tails. <laughs> We're not super innocent. Yeah. Oh, no, they were not. And Mickey Mouse was originally, he was kind of a rabble rouser. He was yep. a troublemaker. Mm-hmm. And uh, then Floyd Godfredson got involved, active member of the church, and started drawing the comic strip. Mm-hmm. And he drew the comic strip for 45 years. Yeah, that's so crazy. Comic strip. Can you imagine? <laughs> and, and apparently, apparently, from what I read, Walt was not happy with him at first. Like saying, hey, don't, you're making him too nice. Yeah. Uh-huh. But Floyd kind of made Mickey Mouse who hmm. he is today. Yeah, the uh, mild-mannered mouse that we know today, we can pretty much solely attribute to to Floyd's work yeah. on Mickey Mouse. It's pretty cool. <laughs> I mean, can you imagine Mickey Mouse being kind of the troublemaker, prankster, yeah. 
Like bad apple kind of guy? Could you imagine the park if that were the case? <laughs> yeah, it'd be called Universal Studios. <laughs> like, different people wedgies. Oh, <laughs> Sorry, that's... Well, that's that's a yeah. Disney burn. <laughs> yeah, I, I like Universal Studios. Or as we call it in my family, not Disneyland. Um, isn't that every park that isn't yeah, Disneyland? That's that's every park. Another, another Mormon that was really involved... You, you would never know he was Mormon by his name, but no, Mar- no. Moroni <laughs> oh, Olson. Really? Who was Moroni Olson? Uh, all that I know is he was the, the voice for the Enchanted Mirror in Snow White and Seven Dwarfs. That that's all that I know. I think he did a number of voices. but He may have done some other voices. I, I don't know, but he's most known as the yeah. voice for the Mirror in Snow White. Yeah. So every time I hear that now, I'm just going to think about Moroni. Yeah. <laughs> you know. So maybe that's the voice that Moroni had when he was, <laughs> yeah, in, could, back in Book of Mormon times. Yeah, <laughs> that could have been. I'm going to look at Snow White in a whole different light now. Oh, is that just the air conditioning kicking on? I just oh. want to make sure it's not too loud. No, it's okay. I can hear it. <laughs> it's fine. That that ambient noise in the background is the air conditioning. Yeah, and if we or it's the heater, and if we shut it off, my wife might kill me. So. Yeah, no, we don't <laughs> like want to stay married. Me, End so. of the show. <laughs> we're, we're recording in Braden's uh, in Braden's my humble abode, <laughs> which is great because normally we're recording in my basement. Yeah. So it's all good. Hey, here's another fun fact, though. Did you know this is Colby's grandparents' house? It's this my was yeah, my wife's, wife's Sean's wife's grandparents used yeah, to live Yeah, so Colby. Sean's father-in-law's bedroom was right there. You guys have no way, way too many weird ties. That is to each other. way, yeah. way And strange. that's actually how we found out about this house was was from that. And I'm actually here to tell you, you're actually their brother, Braden. I was here to tell you that. That's what we're here for. We so always thought things, it was from another so brother. Like <laughs> so we got Moroni Olson, who's the voice of the mirror in Snow White. You've also got uh, two other voices, Ken Samson. Yep. And Brady Bloom, also members of the church, Braden, who were Ken Sands. To be honest, I'm Bloom. just amazed at all this because I didn't know any of this before. And we dug up a lot. There were a few of these I knew, but some of this we did we just dug up some yeah. stuff that I didn't just know. Just for the show. So they, were, they voiced Rabbit and Christopher Robin. Yeah, isn't that amazing? Right? Yeah, yeah. That's who they voiced on the Winnie the Pooh series. Yeah. For years, in fact. Which yeah. is just, like, you just, I mean, because you, you grow up, no, like, hearing these people and, like, seeing these things, you don't realize how many connections really the church had to this iconic yeah. Disney. Yeah. It's so these cool. were early members of the church who were also involved in, in Disney. The most famous one, I mean, this was, when I was growing up, this was a household name, was Don Bluth. Uh-huh. Did you guys know Don Bluth? He did He did a lot he of... He was the one that did a lot of the church films, right? Yeah. He did a lot of church films, he but do... he also did like American Tale. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, he was kind of the the next generation. And then I think he Disney. worked on Anastasia too. He did he? Anastasia. And that I think was maybe mm. that's why people confuse though. That is a Disney movie so yes, often. Probably everybody says, "Oh yeah, Anastasia is one of my favorite <laughs> Disney mm-hmm. movies." Yeah, it's not, not a Disney movie, but that that that's something I definitely learned. In. Didn't he yeah. do the first Temple videos? Um, <coughs> no, that's no, that's, right. that's yeah, right. That's yeah, right. Yeah. So, um, but Don Bluth, he he did he did quite a bit for Disney. Uh, let's see, just for Disney, he did Pete's Dragon, uh, The Rescuers, Winnie the Pooh, and Robin. Oh, yeah. He worked on all those. Can you imagine? Those last Pete's two. Dragon I love those favorites. last two. Uh, isn't Pete's Dragon awesome? I love that movie. You know what's funny is the original Pete's Dragon was so good, and the remake was really good. I haven't. Seen I the wasn't a fan yet. of the remake. Oh, I enjoyed it. See, I liked it because it was like two different. 
Oh, well, two different totally movies. Different movies. I, don't know. I don't know why I'd, I just... Yeah. See, I haven't seen the new one because I'm so partial to the original. I yeah. love it so much, I don't know if I really just want to see Just go into it, knowing it's different. See, a friend of mine from high school is in it. it was really? Fun to, yeah, it was kind of fun to see him. So, yeah, that's, that's Don Bluth. This cool. one was one that I learned that I had no idea. I this did one not probably know this blew either. my mind more than any. Uh, who wants to talk about Lee Harleen? Lee Harleen, uh, she wrote When You Wish Upon a Star. Very iconic. It was a he. Lay is a he. Huh? Lay is a guy. It's a he. Uh, oh, sorry. <laughs> I thought it was a she. Yeah. Lay is actually a guy. Oh. This, this was amazing to me. So. I misread that. I thought, it was, I thought it was a woman, too. I'm glad I'm not the only one, but yeah, she, <laughs> he sorry, wrote uh, When You Wish Upon a Star, which, wasn't that one of Walt's? No, Walt liked, uh, Walt liked Feed, the, Feed birds. the Birds. That's right. Yeah. Sure. A very yeah. iconic song, When You Wish Upon a Star. Yeah, I mean, oh, how yeah. many times have you heard When You Wish oh Upon my gosh. a Star? You see the fireworks well, that show. has to be the most yeah. iconic Disney song. Well, yeah, yeah, because every everywhere. Disney movie that you watch, it opens it. with When You Wish Upon a yeah. Star. Yeah, that's that's right. The refrain from it yeah. when they're showing the castle in every Disney movie. So I thought that was amazing. That yeah. really surprised I me. I had no idea that that was an LDS I had never composer. heard of this one. And then uh, one of the last ones we have. This this was the most interesting one to me. Was he went by Judge Judge Wetzel Whitaker, and he's considered largely the founding father of LDS film. But he began his career as a Disney animator. Mm -hmm. But he produced the first Temple films. Yeah. But then he also did some classic just church movies, too. Johnny Lingo. (laughs) (laughs) Moana, you Yeah. Yes, which is funny because Moana then became Moana. (laughs) I think I just said Moana. Right back into into Disney again. Oh, nice. But the interesting thing that that I I read about, and again, I had never heard of this but he met with some of the general authorities and he it was kind of visionary actually he actually said hey someday this medium is going to be necessary for the church and the church should really start its own studio he Hmm. actually started lds motion picture studios wow that's amazing which now the amount of work that lds motion picture studios does (laughs) absolutely you know it's just it's amazing but he worked on a lot of a man search for happiness cipher in the snow which everybody's going to start crying now because <laughs> these, these movies are just so touching. So in 1953, that's when he left with the Walt Disney Company uh, to start the Department of Motion Pictures. At the time, it was called Department of Motion Pictures Production at BYU. And then that, that's when it became LDS Film. And he spent 22 years hmm. directing church films. That's amazing. You that's think awesome. about what would have happened had he not... You know, had that vision. You think about all the classic church films. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. You know, would we have had Johnny Lingo? <laughs> we so, might have had Moana earlier. <laughs> if he had stayed, <laughs> stayed on and done it. And then the last one we have is uh, Richard Rich, which is such a great name, man. I wish I was named Richard Rich. <laughs> Isn't there a movie? Richie Rich. Richie Rich. Richie Rich. Richie Rich. Richie yeah. Rich yeah. I've been fighting off calling him Richie Rich. <laughs> oh, he's So he was the creator of the Living Scriptures series. I remember watching those a lot yeah. as a kid. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. But he directed a couple of iconic Disney, <coughs> couple of iconic Disney movies. See, and one of them I haven't seen. Same here. I've never seen the Black, Black Cauldron. Cauldron. Uh, I know you guys have seen Fox and. <laughs> have you seen Black Cauldron? No. Okay, tonight we are staying up till three in the morning because we are watching the Black Let's Cauldron. Let's do it. Black Cauldron came out when I was a kid. That was a great, great movie. 
So all these guys are Mormons. Every single one of these yeah, guys. That's amazing. So there were a lot of Mormons that were very uh-huh. influential in, in early in early Disney history. You can kind of see it though with the way that the Disney company is and how family friendly it is. It it doesn't surprise me too much that it attracted kind of the the morals that the LDS church encompasses and and yeah. those people that would have those same morals. Yeah, that it makes total sense. Yeah, that's why I think Disneyland's such a hit with the so LDS crowd as well. So let's move on to our favorite place in the world, Disneyland. <laughs> Which is great. Brian, you're going to Disneyland. I am. I actually leave here in less than two weeks. Wow. I'm so excited. Wow. And full disclosure, Sean and I were just there together (laughs) just a few weeks ago. And full disclosure, I've been there three times since. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So I I should explain because I've been told by listeners I talk a lot about Disneyland and why am I there so often. I, uh, for my job... My, I live in Utah, but my office is in San Diego, and so it's about an uh, about an hour and twenty minute drive. So oftentimes, when I'm down there for business, we get done at five. I drive up to Disneyland and just go walk around because it's something to do, which is awesome. That would so be great. I, I probably go <laughs> twice a month or so. I would say wow. that's awesome. But I'm at Disneyland. I'm in jealous. Fact, we're uh, yeah. The last time I was there was four days ago. So. <laughs> Anyway, fun, fun place. What do you guys love most about Disneyland? Just not a specific attraction, but generally, what is your big draw to Disneyland? I like just the feel of Disneyland. It's just, it's a magical place. You know, you get in those gates and you just, I don't know, you just get excited. And especially if you go with your family, it's really special. I've been with friends before. Not that ours wasn't special. I was about to say, <laughs> but <laughs> just take it easy, okay? I'm, but I went I'm sitting right here. I went with my choir in junior high, and it was fun. But there's something special about going For with sure. your family and just enjoying such a a magical place. Yeah, and, and I love the smell. It's just it's that's just, what I was it's great. Say, yeah, Sean stole mine. I like the smell <laughs> of it. There's like a very distinct smell from like the second you get in the anaheim area you know yeah there's just a very sure. and then all the way into the park and the different parts of the park and the different food and the different there's just i don't know that's what gets me the most right. so mine might be a little sacrilegious maybe but i get the same type of feeling at disneyland that i do when i go into the temple really it's wow. not exactly not exactly um the temple's much stronger in this yeah. respect but I feel like when I pass through those gates, I'm able to forget about okay, the that cares I totally get. of yeah. the world. <clears throat> and I can focus on the time that I'm spending with my family, with all these different family-friendly attractions. It's a place that everybody can ride just about everything. I mean, you don't yeah. need a kid land in Disneyland. Right. It's, it's for everybody. And everything's for the grown-ups and for the kids. Yeah. And that's one thing that drives me nuts when I hear people say, "Oh, I'm not going to go to Disneyland. That's it's for kids. It's a kid place. It's not. It's a it's a family attraction." I think the thing too is that everybody there is general most of the time happy to be there. You know, I mean, you get long lines and people get cranky and kids sure. get tired. That happens, but it kind of is like the picture perfect place where you have people with all different walks of life coming yeah. in the same area. Yeah. And just kind of meeting and and being. It reminds me of the end of Small World. Yeah, where just all these yeah. cultures are together. Yeah, 
everybody comes together. Yeah. For me, you know, I have seven kids and, uh, you know, I've mentioned on the show before, five of my kids are adopted and some come from different backgrounds. It's the one vacation we can go on that everyone enjoys. Yeah. You know, there's something for everybody. I've got kids who only like thrill rides, kids who hate thrill rides, kids who like dark rides, whatever it is, kids who like parades or eating out or, you know, fireworks. There's something for everybody and everybody's happy. Yeah. And it's really fun. Although one of my favorite things to see at Disneyland is kids at the end of the night who are really, really unhappy and inconsolable because they're so tired. <laughs> you know, I see the kid who's just falling apart after having an amazing day. So, yeah. yeah, it's pretty cool. So one of the one of the things in just kind of doing research on Mormons in Disneyland that is amazing that I think a lot of us wish was still around today. Mm-hmm. In the late 70s, they started Mormon Days. Yeah. What I do you guys know that. about Mormon Days? It was uh, about six bucks. Yes. I know that. <laughs> so currently, I, I served my mission down in Southern California. So I served my mission in Riverside. So people around my mission still talk about it today and wish that Disneyland did it. You know, I mean, I've been home for eight, nine, eight years, nine years. But, I mean, people want it back. They want it to be something... Like yeah. it was, I guess. Yeah. And this was an officially sanctioned Disneyland event yeah. that they would hold yeah. once a year. And from what I understand, like it was sent out to the stake presidents. Oh, that, yeah. Hey, this is what's going on yeah. for our area. Well, I mean, here here in Utah, we do like stake lagoon days. Yeah. I don't know if they're really doing that as much as they used to. See, we haven't had that down in Utah County where I live. So, well, I mean, I haven't. I guess I haven't seen it for a couple of years. They do a stake lagoon uh-huh. day. But, you know, they do the same idea here, but Disneyland, I mean, it would go out to, you know, the entire Southern California area that, hey, come to Disneyland, we're going to give you a discounted price. And then literally everyone there is LDS. I think that'd be cool. Yeah. Yeah. Can you imagine walking around and everybody, and of course they didn't exclude anybody. Yeah. But in fact, can you imagine if it was on a really hot day and you're not Mormon walking around going, there are, <laughs> yeah. there are a lot of long pairs of shorts. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was the thing on the posters. If you look at the posters for Mormon night, it said right on it, LDS standards are going to be enforced. Yeah. yeah. So hmm. it's amazing now. So what do you guys know how much right now just a one day passes? It depends, depends on, on the day. day. Depends on the day. Yeah, but there's there's regular rate and then value rate. Yeah. It's around like regular rate. Value is hundred dollars like a day. Yeah. yeah, and I think regular right now is one oh nine. Yeah. And, and I, think I think that's that, one part. I think peak can get up to about one hundred and thirty. Peak is like one twenty nine, yeah, uh-huh. something like that. And then if you had park hopper, it can be hundred and fifty five yeah. dollars. For yeah. one day. For one day. In nineteen eighty, six dollars for Mormon Day. <laughs> yep. Six dollars. <laughs> To go spend a day at Disneyland with a whole bunch of Mormons running around there. Yeah. Granted, they didn't have two parks. Yeah, Yeah, they only had one park. But, But, uh, so in fact, if our listeners are interested, you can go to Google and you can, uh, you can Google Mormon Days and the posters from it are hilarious. No, they are. (laughs) They're definitely very 70s, 80s meets Mormons. Oh, yeah. You know, the whole style and the fashion of it are fantastic. I want to see if I can find one of those tickets. Yeah, because oh, those are cool. cool. Yeah, I did see a picture of. It's the got tickets. the old Mickey Mouse on it. Yeah, it says yeah. Mormon Days. Yeah, that'd be the ultimate family home evening eBay. thing. Yeah, I'll have to look I around. I looked on eBay. I couldn't find anything really? on it, and in fact, there's very little on the web. Um, LDS Living has a whole article about it, so you can go to ldsliving.com and type in Disneyland. 
Um, in fact, a lot of this stuff is on is on LDS Living, uh, or go to their Facebook page, LDS Living, and it's just it's just fantastic. One of the one of the interesting things, the connection between Disneyland and Mormonism, and I heard this when I was a kid, was that in front of the haunted mansion, <laughs> oh boy, that, that Brigham Young's hearse. <laughs> Was out in front of the public, uh, the 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 uh, haunted mansion. Now, interesting. I wanted that to be true. I think don't we all, we all? Think like that'd be all so do. cool, right? Yeah, because it would be super cool, right? So, first of all, is it true or is it a rumor? It's, yeah, it's not true. Yeah. How do we know it's not true? So, I don't know if you've ever been anybody that's listening. If you've ever been to Salt Lake, you can see. Brigham Young's old house. I think it's called the Beehive House. Yeah. Is that what it's called now? Um, and pretty much directly behind it, there's a graveyard. I don't know if you've been there. Yeah, I've been there. But that's where Brigham Young is buried. And so there was no need for a hearse. Yep. Yeah. Uh, they just carried him from his home be a short to ride. his grave. Yeah. yeah. So there was no hearse involved. So I, I years ago, hosted uh, a DVD for Deseret Book or for a Covenant called uh, Mormon Mythelaneous, where it was like myth- Mythbusters for Mormons. And I saw on the list that we were doing that one, I was like, finally, we're going to prove <laughs> that it's true. <laughs> no, wah, it's wah. not. <laughs> it's not. So if you ever hear that rumor, it's not true. And it's now historians have jumped in. Yeah, Brigham Young had no hearse at all. Yeah. <laughs> it would be impossible. For so the next time you're at Disneyland and you hear somebody say that, you correct them and say that's yeah. not. True. Say no, that was Joseph Smith. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we don't need to start that. Yeah, that's the last thing. <laughs> start another rumor going. All right, now that Disney owns Star Wars. Oh my gosh! The legend that will not die. Oh no. Is Yoda modeled after <laughs> President Kimball? Yes. <laughs> There's a you can Google and people do side by sides. It's kind of funny, but I don't think it's true. We what researched it for Mormon Mythelanius, same thing. It's absolutely not true. We yeah. got to talk to one of the designers. Uh, Yoda is a combination <laughs> of Albert Einstein and there was some I don't know, there are things about it. Uh-huh. Unfortunately, so we're looking for connections. However, Gary Kurtz uh, was a producer of Star Wars and I believe The Empire Strikes Back. Ah. And so there's a lot of, yeah, he's a a practicing Latter-day Saint, Um, but he did Star Wars, Empire Strikes Back. He produced The Dark Crystal, um, Return to Oz. I've never watched that. Yeah. American Graffiti. So... Huh, interesting. But did but, he say anything about it? Uh, I don't see anything that he said about Yoda, but yeah. uh, people think, make a lot of comparisons in Star Wars to the Mormon to the church. church. Yeah. yeah, People make a lot of comparisons to Star Wars, and especially when it first came out, the number of comparisons to the Lion King. Mm, we were yeah. When the Lion King came out, I was in a young single adult ward, it was like testimony meeting, the entire meeting, people were crying. <laughs> As we watched The Lion King, and families are forever. You know, it was really, uh-huh. seemed to be a lot of connections. Uh, but a lot of that is just family stuff, too. Yeah. Yeah. So LDS Living, we talked about a little bit ago, had a great article 
We're going to play a little bit of true or false. If is this true or can you debunk it? How to spot Mormons at Disneyland. <laughs> my wife and I play this game. We'll walk by people and the, the number of points you get is based on how not obvious it is. If the guy's wearing a BYU hat, BYU sweatshirt, yeah. you know, CTR ring, whatever. Yeah, then no points. <laughs> yeah. Come on, Time everybody out. knows. Before, can I tell you a fun story yes, real yeah. quick that yeah, yeah. involves this? So I served my mission in Riverside, California. My parents picked me up with my with my family, with my siblings, and of course, being big Disney fans, I was able to go to Disneyland before I came home. Okay? Wow. So I was still a missionary. <laughs> Technically, I hadn't been released yet. And... I remember I went into the bathroom over by the Hyperion Theater, right? And uh, I I told my because my dad was my companion. I had to have a companion. Yeah, sure. And so he's like, I'm like, hey, I just need to go to the bathroom real quick. He's like, okay, I'll wait out here. So I go to the bathroom. I come out, and my family's gone. And I mean, this is the first time in two years. I mean, you guys know that I was by myself, and I had a I had a oh. mini heart attack. And I'm like, okay, wait, I'm wait, still wait. a missionary. Did you just say a mini? Heart attack? Yeah. <laughs> no uh, pun intended. Sorry. <laughs> right? Continue with so your I'm sitting there story. and I'm like, what the crap? Like, my dad's my companion. Where's he supposed to go? So I remember saying, like, a really quick prayer. I'm like, Heavenly Father, just let me find someone with the priesthood. Like, let me just find someone with the priesthood. And I, like, open my eyes and I look and I'm like, that guy right there. And I walk up and I says, I know this sounds weird, but are you a member of the church? And he says, Yeah. And I said, do you have the priesthood? He says, yeah. And I says, can you be my companion till I find my dad? <laughs> and the guy looked at me like, what? And I had my missionary tag on my pocket. I'm like, oh, I'm crazy. a missionary. I need my companion. I don't <laughs> oh, know where my dad that's is. so funny. Yeah, Why but it was just funny. Why always have the funniest stories? I know. It, seriously, I mean, that's a it was story. like perfect. So we talk about finding Mormons in Disneyland. Like literally, like that's like our running <laughs> joke, you know, that I, yeah. I, I wasn't even released yet. And I could find the Mormon. Boom. Right I think, you know, it's funny because I think sometimes we're able to pick it out and then we'll stand in line behind the people and we'll hear yeah. them start going, oh, yeah, we're about to switch to nine o'clock sacrament meeting or something. <laughs> and uh, in fact, last week I was there and I was talking to another LDS podcaster and I said, well, you know, with your LDS podcast, you do this or something. And then I, I hung up and lay next to me said, did you say LDS? And I said, yeah. She goes, oh, we're all Mormon. <laughs> there are a lot of Mormons who go to, yeah, the, to Disneyland. What so. do they say? We love it. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's true. Why do you think that is? Before we get into how to spot the Mormons, and we talked about it a little bit at the beginning, but mm -hmm. we kind of got side railed. Why, why else? Why do Mormons specifically? Because, I mean, there are a lot of strong families. Mm -hmm. But, in fact, uh, for our listeners, there's a, a great website called Touring Plans, uh, uh, dot com. They have an app called the Lions app, but on it they've got a crowd calendar. You have to pay to be a premium member to, to check it all it's out. It's awesome though, but it is so awesome. It <laughs> tells you on a scale of one to ten. Yeah, eight bucks a year. It's great, and it tells you on a scale of one to ten. But then in the sidebar, it will tell you why it might be busy that weekend. Mm -hmm. Like next weekend, there's a marathon, so it'll mm -hmm. tell you there's that marathon going on. UEA is something in Utah. It's the Utah Education Association that we get a fall break here in Utah. And on that calendar, in California, it literally says UEA yep. weekend. It knows. And you know <laughs> that I cannot find another school district outside of California that it notates that it's going to be extra busy <laughs> because of them outside of Utah. Yep. The only oh. one that I've ever seen is Nevada Day. Oh, yeah. There I have seen Nevada, Nevada Day, Day that falls That's right around UEA. Yep, yep. 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 I've heard that UEA stands for Utah Escapes to Anaheim. <laughs> <laughs> or Utah's Exodus to Anaheim. Yeah. 
<laughs> we went one time for UEA weekend and we stayed at the Fairfield across the street uh, from Disneyland. Mm. I swear every car. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Utah, car Utah, yeah. yeah. Had a Utah plate. Yeah, we're um, talking about going over UEA this next year. So. I've avoided it because it's just so Run, busy. Yeah. don't it do it. Filled. <laughs> Only because we have kids in school. Yeah. We're going to have a junior high kid yeah. next year, we and we can't afford to have him miss that much school, but we want to go for Halloween time and want to maximize our time. So UEA is the right UEA. weekend. Well, I guess as long as you're doing the party. I mean, you'll, yeah, have, we, you'll have that night Yeah, you can get on things. Yeah, there is a special <laughs> Halloween party you can pay separately to go. But, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's it's incredible. So, what? So I mean, other is it really just that it's clean? Well, I think that's clean. I mean, you talk about, like, going to, like, a sporting event or, I mean, especially outside of Utah, go to a sporting event or any other event. And there's a lot of alcohol involved most of the time. Not that Disney doesn't have alcohol in their parks because they do, and this is something new. But it's it's I feel like it's maintained really well. You don't smell it's the alcohol. Face. Yeah. It's not in your face. It's not like going you know, to Vegas. Yeah, and I mean you yeah. you know I mean obviously we don't drink alcohol, yeah. but I mean if someone is sitting down and having a glass of wine with their dinner, I mean you can respect their decision to do that. That's fine, whatever. Sure. But you don't feel like it's in your face in Disneyland. I think that's big. I feel like it's a safe zone for. Every age, <clears throat> you know, it's it can be really affordable for a lot of, you know, young LDS families. It can be affordable if you do it right. Um, yeah, and that's one thing. That's I, I would call that a Disney myth that yeah. maybe some of our listeners have is that it's really expensive. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, Granted, you can do it. Utah family has twelve children. Yeah. So you know there there are fourteen people going <laughs> yeah. to the park. Going to dinner is expensive. <laughs> no, <but> truth, <laughs> truthfully, what people don't realize, I think, is you know you're going to pay. To go to the park, but you can stay off-site. Yeah. Yep. You can, there are enough hotels right there that you can walk. You don't even yeah. have to pay for parking. You can eat outside the park. You can eat outside the park. And now it's very easy to get outside the park right there on the Catella or Harbor. Mm-hmm. You can bring sandwiches. But you can bring food yep. in. Uh-huh. And you can get a locker. Yeah. We do it every year. You know? We do it all the time, too. Yeah. It's, yeah. I, I think that that's probably the main reason that the LDS faith is so... The LDS members are so drawn to Disneyland is just because of... Just the comfort level that you have there, you know, and that you're not gonna the, you, you you can take your four year old and literally anywhere in that park and not have to be like oh don't look over there don't look up yeah like, yeah we the last time I went to Disneyland we did a night in Las Vegas because my wife wanted to go to the Backstreet Boys concert and so we had my four year old and my two year old and I hated Las Vegas mm-hmm. like we I didn't feel like I could walk anywhere with my kids. You know, my four-year-old Especially was, the strip area. Yeah. I mean, outside of the strip, it's like anywhere else. Yeah, yeah. but I mean, but it that was that area like, around the strip, it's and, harsh. And oh, it, yeah. it just was just really, you know, my daughter was saying how much it stunk and how much... And just going from there to Disneyland within a 12-hour span, I was like, man, like, you don't have to worry about telling her, oh, don't pick up that car. Don't look there. Don't be... Don't look yeah. over there. Like, yeah. oh, let's go up to the hotel room and spend the rest of the night in the hotel room. You know, yeah. because we don't want you to see anything. Yeah, just the same experience. All your kids to just about every vice on earth. Take them to the strip. Yeah, Las Vegas. yeah. yeah. And yeah. that's the thing it's... is at Disneyland, you don't have to worry about that. You you right. know, no matter where you take your kid in that entire resort, yeah, it's all safe. Yeah. And it's not. But that's the thing is, it's not all like Winnie the Pooh and Mickey Mouse everywhere. Oh, I mean, sure. it is, but you your kid can get a sense of different environments without yeah. being yeah. There's also just a sense of magic. Yeah. That I think that LDS families, you know, embrace. There's that sense of wonder. We, you know, we, we joked about, uh, 
you know, going to Universal Studios. Universal Studios is a great park. Yeah. But there is, you know, I took my son there uh, a few months ago. There's a cynicism to it. It's a very sarcastic, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. You don't get that level of sarcasm yeah. mm-hmm. and cynicism. It's, there's still sort of a, the world is a great place. Yeah. And everything's happy, which is even, nice for a couple of even days. Even the level of like being evil. You think of like a, a haunted house and you think of like death and gore and stuff like that but like the haunted mansion yeah is more yeah. about it's just creepy is it, it's kind of well it's not and it's fun it's fun yeah. and it's yeah, a it's celebration of ghosts and it's not like meant to like scare you like oh i don't know it's yeah. not it's yeah. th- it's a very light well, feeling there. and you compare like halloween time at disneyland oh halloween time at universal oh yeah halloween time at universal it's like very not family just friendly. gory and and whatnot yeah. but you go to mickey's halloween party yeah, it's just fun. Like, there's still there's still an innocence. We mm-hmm. we took our kids on a carnival cruise once, and we've taken them on other cruise lines, but specifically this one carnival cruise. Just some of the things they were announcing on deck about the contests and oh you know gosh. all the drinking. We we were constantly covering our kids' <laughs> ears and eyes, going, "Sheesh, Jeez. this is a family cruise," you know. So I think I think there's definitely a lot of that, but the magic mm-hmm. and the wonder that you can. You can get with any age, and it doesn't matter. I still take my kids who are in their twenties. Yep. Yeah, and we go just we go just have a blast. I think uh, one more thing that attracts yeah. the LDS crowd is LDS people. In my experience, are very musically inclined. Oh yeah, oh, yeah that's yeah, a that's sure. a good point. And, and Disney movies are yeah essentially musicals, mm-hmm. um, and the parks very music oriented. There's music everywhere, different themed music, and I just yeah. think people really That's enjoy it. Point. I mean, we've gone to World of Color and to parades, and people sing along with the songs. And For I, sure. I, just I, think, I totally agree. I guess a, a really good way to say it is, like, if the Savior was walking by you down Disneyland, you wouldn't feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. You you never have to be embarrassed about what you're doing at Disneyland. No, whereas other, other except for places. me when I'm skipping down the way, <laughs> wearing mouse ears, and you can be embarrassed. But about everybody that, understands. But, but no, but really, though, everybody like, else feel, is doing it. it it's, it's, a, <laughs> it's true. It's a place that even though you're, it it's has no affiliation with the church. Like you know that when you're there, you still can do. Yeah, it's good positive. Things, it's a positive, positive upbeat. So, so LDS Living came up with this list that I just thought was hilarious. I did too. Of oh, it's so I was funny. reading it off to my wife last night, and she just thought it was amazing. So, so how to play spot the Mormons at Disneyland? <laughs> so we're gonna do a true or myth uh, on this. All right, number one, lots of kids. Yes, true, definitely true. Yeah. I think so, right? Yeah. yeah. You see a lot of families with one or two kids, tops, but not only. Is it lots of kids and a mom and dad? <laughs> it's the brothers, sisters, grandma, yeah, grandma. Yeah. It's the extended family. That's the thing. With it's a big 50 family kids. group. Yeah. 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 You see that a lot. So we all believe lots of kids is a decent oh, indicator yeah. that they're yep. Mormon. Yeah. Agreed. Okay. Next one. This one made me laugh. Layered clothing. I, I actually do this. <laughs> yeah. Because every time I see a white shirt under somebody's yeah. shirt, I'm like... They've got to be LDS. Yeah. But, I mean, other people wear undershirts. Well, yeah, but most of the time, like, if a woman is wearing, like, a tank top and they have a white sleeve cap shirt underneath it, yeah, that's yeah. a pretty good indication. That... Most definitely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah um, the, the mod clothing. Yeah. yeah. But, like, in California during the summer, it's hot. So you don't see a lot of layered clothing. But when you do, 
my mind, first thing I think of is they're probably LDNs. It wasn't one I thought of until they brought up that point. Uh-huh. That it'll be 105, <laughs> and there's a woman walking along with a T-shirt under the tank top. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So layered clothing, we all agree, mm-hmm. is that that could be an indicator. Number three is the ultimate. <laughs> yes. And their number three was BYU logos on everything. Yeah. We see that. We were laughing Didn't we about see, that last yeah. time. Sean, when we were there, we were laughing. There was, there was a family. I mean, the dad had the hat and the, <laughs> the golf shirt. The kids yeah, were all oh, in yeah. shirts. They had the tote bag, the backpack. Everything's the, BYU. I've um, been that person before. <laughs> uh, you've been that. Oh, I've, yeah. I've worn my BYU shirt to... Uh, uh, to Disneyland, and yeah, you you get people walking by going, yeah, go Cougars. Whatever, you know, <laughs> and sometimes you get the the uh, random Ute fan down yeah. there too, and yeah. it's not quite yeah, but as they're friendly. most likely LDS too. Let's be honest. Yeah, <laughs> <it's> <laughs> like, yeah but they don't have the magic. <laughs> yeah, the BYU has. <laughs> so BYU gear, we all agree. Yep. Okay, this one, this one, I, I'm not a buyer on fashionable fanny packs. D- mm. Fanny packs are coming back, man. I know they're coming back because well, I don't my, think it's my like, son's I never friend think wears one all the time. Yeah, I don't consider yeah. that to be a Mormon thing. I see no. people with bags and backpacks and stuff all the time in the park. Yeah. Some people that I can see, you, and you look, and it's like, they're definitely not a member of the church. Yeah, we're, I'm going to say that one we're going to debunk. Yeah. Because, truthfully, you kind of get a pass. <laughs> I give people a fashion pass at Disneyland. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever it takes for you to be comfortable yeah. for 15 hours in 100 Just degree do weather, it. do it. Carry what's comfortable. If it's if it's a fanny pack, a braided belt, uh, braided belt, <laughs> uh, socks, sandals, throw it all together. The whole thing, you know. Whatever it takes for you to be comfortable. That's funny. You just wear it. Yeah. You know why? Why not? Um, which is funny because I just realized I think I wore socks and sandals over here tonight. <laughs> so maybe I'm that guy. Maybe that's why it is. Okay, next one I'm a buyer on. Oh, uh, yeah. Matching family reunion <laughs> t-shirts. Even if it's not family reunion, there's some kind of matching going on. Yeah. Mormons love to match, right? BYU. <laughs> yeah, matching BYU. Why is that? Why do Mormon families? Because you know. have so many kids, it's easy it's to, to spot yeah. the children. <laughs> I remember. Same it. reason that my daughter has to wear the lime green really t-shirt fun. to the field trips for her preschool because yeah. they can just scan and look. I remember, I think it was the second time we went for Christmas with the whole family. Grandpa really wanted to get shirts for uh-huh. everybody. I was like, oh no, I don't want to do that. <laughs> I uh, just think it's kind of I've never done it. But... Have you? Have you guys huh? ever done it? Oh, I've yeah. never my, done it. My wife's family's big on matching It's hard shirts. for me. Never. And it is, and it never will be. I am so not the matchy guy. Yeah. I don't mind that people are. I'm just not that guy. I yeah. will not wear matching shirts. I wasn't, and then my wife said she is, so. There you go. I kind of. Compromise. You, 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 do, you do what you've got to do. I would maybe do, like, same color. Yeah, a theme. I'll but go with I, a theme. I, I, we do, I do more themes than matching matching. Yeah. I went with a company I used to work for. Great company. Uh they took all the employees to Disneyland <laughs> once a year. <laughs> and but even then we all had matching t shirts. I put it on for the company photo, took it off as soon as the photo was over. <laughs> I'm just not I'm not a big matchy guy. Yeah. But definitely I think we all believe that's true. Yeah. Number six is my favorite one. <laughs> yes. Number six is... I, don't, <laughs> I just, <laughs> just read it. Just read it. <laughs> I, 
unexpected foreign language skills yeah. at Disneyland. Yes. And then if you ask them, why do you speak that language? Well, I actually lived in, I lived so in Mexico so for two years. Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, I was yeah, doing there for two years yeah, exactly? Yeah. Two uh, years exactly? Really? Yeah. It was my brother and I, uh, he had just gotten home from his mission to Korea. We had three months in between when I was leaving. And, and so my dad got us a trip for just the two of us to Disney World. And there was a family in line behind us trying to figure something out in Korean. Hmm. And my brother just spins around and starts busting out the Korean, <laughs> pointing out where to go and whatever. And they were like so thankful and yeah. everything else. And so then he, you know, he finished sending them on their way. And then the guy in front of us, as soon as it was over, the family took off. The guy in front of us turns around and goes, are you Mormon? <laughs> and we started laughing. And my brother was like, yeah, are you? And he goes, nope. But I got lots of Mormon friends. <laughs> I can tell. And he goes, the only way someone your age, as white as you are, speaks that good of Korean is if my brother goes, yeah, I just got home. So That's, that's awesome. Yeah, it was it was pretty good. So speaking unexpected foreign languages. That's yeah. true on that. Yeah. That's funny. I busted out Spanish at Disneyland. <laughs> In fact, one time it was just so that a lady could pay so that I could pay for what I wanted to pay. <laughs> Move it along. They have a lot Is that of, what you said in Spanish? Yes. Hurry up. I said, go pay somewhere else. Um, no, they actually, though, Disneyland has a lot of foreign speakers. Yes. Yeah, they do. And it'll say it on their badge that they mm. speak other languages. So, but yeah, you definitely heard that. And then, uh, let's see. The next one is Mormon Jewelry. I don't know how you spot that. I mean, oh, you have to be close. But think, like, when there's people standing in line, like, I've found, like, the Joseph Smith ring. Like, I've I seen, a, I've seen CTR, CTR rings before. you got to be looking. The thing that I feel you would notice most would be a young women's medallion. That's what yeah. I was thinking, the young women's medallion. You can spot it at Disneyland. A big group of girls, all with young women's medallions. Oh, yeah. That's an easy one to spot. <laughs> yeah. And then the last one they have on there, which I don't get at all. Is I've the, never seen EFY this. lanyard. The EFY when was when was this? When yeah, this was, was a, this was 2014. So I just, did they do EFY as was Disneyland part of EFY? No, no. But EFY lanyards. You guys really didn't I just have said, an EFY when, lanyard. I never went to. Like, I never went. So I never e, went to the EFY, EFY lanyard. That is like a oh, stable. They, they just take EFY. it and use it as their. Yeah, so then they use it as thinking. their as their. No, they like just Passover? use it for their keys. Oh, for their keys. Yeah, I mean, stuff. I man. I, oh, I've seen I a lot. Of them. I've seen EFY a lot of people with lanyards. I'm sure that's you know what? Just EFY. I'll bet I. Yeah, and the the reason that the EFY ones are so good is because if you ever notice, they're super thin. Like they're not like that one's really thick. Like. You know, but these ones are super, super thin. They're just the EFY, EFY, EFY. So I'm going to start looking. Maybe it's just that I've never never seen them at Disney. I will say this, though. I feel like they were a lot bigger. Like the EFY lanyards were a lot bigger when I was in high school. And I think that now they're not as popular. I'd say for now, probably false. Plausible. How about that? Yeah. We we call it plausible. Yeah. And we should go tomorrow and do some research. Let's do it. (laughs) I love that. Go over to Disneyland and we'll do some research. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so we got so those are the those are sort of the how to spot a Mormon at Disneyland. That's funny. Uh, we've got uh, while well, we've got experts here, which I love. We've got three leading authorities on <laughs> Disneyland sitting right here with us. Wow. We got Christmas coming up. A lot of families yeah, go for Christmas break so good. <laughs> uh, because Christmas time at Disneyland is the ultimate magic, and then in the evening the lights come on. It's incredible. Yeah. Um, so let's get to some. What are your best tips? Thinking of Mormon families, what are your best tips that they may not think of? 
So for the first one, I, I want to touch on travel. Yeah. So flying's convenient. I prefer flying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, driving, if you have a large family, is going to be a lot cheaper. Yeah. Um, and after going on that quick trip with you, it's really not that long of a drive. I mean, 10 yeah. hours. To drive straight or to stop? So Sean and I had the craziest series of events happen. <laughs> I was supposed to fly with my son and go down for two days. And I had these special event tickets for down there for the Halloween party. And then very last minute, my son couldn't go. And I actually thought to myself, who could possibly go this last minute? And I called Sean at 10 o'clock the night before <laughs> he drove to my house. And we drove to St. George for four hours, got in at three in the morning, yeah. got up at seven and <laughs> Drove the rest of the way. I don't recommend that with your family at no. all. <laughs> yeah. And then but, it started snowing randomly. Yeah. All the uh, way down, it was weird. <laughs> Brayden, you've done you've done the last minute. Yeah. Well, crazy the last time like when we were in Las Vegas and we didn't have any plans to go to Disneyland until we were about St. George. And then we decided to go to Disneyland that night. Yeah. So, I mean, those ones, I will say, as, as hectic as those are and your kids are exhausted and tired... That was one of the best trips I've ever done yeah. in Disneyland. Um, just spur of the moment, but I, I would say, you know, I, I would say that there's no tip as to driving versus flying. It's going to be individual yeah. for every family. Yeah. But, yeah. but I would say a lot of families rule out driving. And I mean, we, we've got listeners. You know, we've got listeners in Vietnam. Don't drive. Yeah, <laughs> no, bad yeah. idea. But I mean, but if you're in the Western states, or I think this would apply if you're on the East Coast with Disney World. You know, you can enjoy the, the drive. You also get to control your trip a little bit more. Yeah. You have built-in transportation. If you stay close enough to the park, that's one thing I would do is park close enough so you can walk back and forth. Yes. You know, what what other tips do you have for large families? I oh. would say take advantage of the fact that you can bring your own food into the park. Yeah, yeah. for sure. There's um, a Costco in Anaheim. Yeah, and there's, there's a, a Walmart Club, there. There's a Walmart. There's a Target. Yeah, and that's a good point, too. Both, both points, both take your food in. But also, you don't have to bring it. You don't have to pack no. a suitcase full of food. Yeah. There's a Target just down the street. Mm-hmm. I mean, you go straight up Harbor, and there's a Target right there. Yeah. And you can go load up and especially, you know, we used to, when our kids were younger, we'd take the, the stroller with yep. the big cooler oh, yeah. and we'd put in the blue ice at the beginning of the day, pack a bunch of stuff in the cooler, put it in the stroller. Yeah. yeah. Another advantage to those stores being around is Disney souvenirs can be kind of expensive sometimes, but those stores that are located around the park, you can find Disney merchandise there at Walmart prices. So the last time we went, we went and got our whole family shirts, new Disney shirts at Walmart prices. For half the price. So <laughs> yeah, we did the same thing too. at Disney World because mm-hmm. Disney Disneyland needs to take make a profit. And yeah. same with food. But, well, and especially I find, you know, we, we'll plan where we'll bring, we'll have breakfast in the hotel before we go. We bring snacks for the day and we bring lunch and we say we're going to do one meal in the park. And depending on where you go, some of those meals are so big that kids can share yeah. a meal. Uh, we had a chicken, I think it was a chicken dinner at the plaza. Yeah. And we, me and my wife split that. Yeah. They, so some places serve you a ton of food. Mm-hmm. So, what other, what other tips do you have? Mine, don't be afraid to take it slow. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Enjoy it. Don't be afraid of, oh, we got to hit this ride, we got to do this ride, we got to go here, we got to see this character. Just relax. Let your kids kind of 
run the show almost. Yeah. You know, let it be their, I don't want to say their trip, but their ideas of where you're going to go to next. And, you know, you don't need to see everything in Disneyland because yeah. a lot of the times, and we've talked about this a couple of times, is when you're not planning it all the time, yeah. sometimes that's when the most magic happens because you just mm-hmm. stumble upon things. or true. You see something happen that if you were running to this attraction or that, you know, you wouldn't have seen. So just take it slow, see the shows, yeah. you know, take it back, you know, step back a little bit and realize Disneyland as a whole isn't just the rides. Yeah. There's really good entertainment. There's really good food. I mean, all the cast members are so knowledgeable about everything. So just take it, take it slow. Yeah. Yeah. Especially with bigger families. Yeah. Um, one of the tips that I would have would be do some homework beforehand yeah. Um, I really, if you're serious about your trip, I highly recommend the unofficial guide. They do one for every year. Mm-hmm. The unofficial guide to Disneyland. It will tell you what all the attractions are, the heights, the history of the ride, what restaurants to go to and not to go to. And one secret tip for kids with little families, uh, the Redwood Creek tra- Challenge, Challenge yeah. Trail. I was going to yeah. Redwood Creek Challenge Trail, when your kids are getting anxious... And antsy, there it is like a park basically yeah. where they've got climbing walls and bridges. And we would just when our kids would be anxious from waiting in lines or there's a big crowd, we would go in there. And it's inside California Adventure and just let the kids run. And there's one way in and one way out. Yeah, so, so you, can you can let them play, and they're not gonna be able to go out unless yeah. they come by you again. <laughs> Christmas time, they can go in and see Santa. Yeah, that's where Santa. Oh, that's is. right, Santa's back in yeah. there. Yeah. So they've changed the theming on it since my, when my kids were little. That was uh, Brother Bear. Oh yeah. Now yeah. it's up themed. Yes. Oh really? I met Doug. It was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> cool. And then the other, the other, the other tip I was thinking of was learn about fast passes. And yes. Fast I'm pass. surprised at how many people don't know about fast pass. Yeah. Brian, tell us a little bit about what a fast pass so is. So fast pass. A lot of theme parks you'll go to are amusement parks. They have a pass you can purchase to like move to the front of the line or get closer to the front of the line. Disneyland tickets come with what's called Fast Pass. Um, you can go, well, in the past, I haven't been since they've changed the system, but you could go to the Fast Pass distribution machine, put your ticket in, it would spit out a Fast Pass. Yeah, essentially the same. They still have that, yeah. Which is basically the same thing, but it's, it's now more you have digital to use your now. Ticket. Uh, yeah, you you right. use your ticket to to get these fast passes, and it will spit out a little reminder ticket as to when your fast passes do. So it will help you get a little bit further in the line, yeah. and like Sean says, makes it feel like he's winning by, <laughs> by getting further. Yeah, I have a hard time with the easygoing day. I <laughs> I tend to run my kids like a military operation at Disneyland, but only for the morning. Then we go enjoy. But I would say I would say these are good solid tips. Uh, the other tip I'm going to give you: listen to Word on the Main Street podcast. Yes, Ooh. that's the best tip ever. <laughs> yes. So before we get to kind of a last question to wrap up, uh, do, does anyone have another tip they want to throw out, or should we um, wrap it up? I would back on the topic of uh, touring plans. Just if if you're going to plan your trip, a couple months before, I'd recommend getting touring plans. It's like eight bucks. And you can see when the best times to go are. Yep. So if you want low crowds, it's worth the eight dollars to yeah, plan just to see the crowd when you want to go. So we live and die off their crowd calendar. Yeah, yeah, it's a big deal. So no, that was my great, last tip. Great, great tips. So Disneyland, a lot of fun for everyone. 
if people want to listen to Word on the Main Street, because you guys have tips as to what's happening at Disneyland uh, pretty much every week. So how do people find Word on the Main Street podcast? I'll let you take this since you well, do it on ours. they can find <laughs> Word on the Main Street on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, or, which is iTunes, uh, SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, uh, Google Play, Player FM, and TuneIn. We're pretty much everywhere. Basically everywhere <laughs> podcasts are sold. Just about everywhere where you can get uh, Latter-day Lives as well. So yeah. The best part about our show is just like Latter-day Lives, it's free. It's yep. free and it's clean. And yep. so it's a podcast that you can listen to. They've always got entertaining and amazing history. Uh, basically, and, and I've, I've told Sean this before, but this is my, I, I listen every single week. Sean pretty much kind of pushes the show and moves the show <laughs> forward. Brian is the vault of incredible knowledge on <laughs> all things Disney. And Braden has the most amazing stories. <laughs> and that's pretty much what, what, you, you, what you get to, you know. And it's, uh, they're a great combination and just great guys. You'll, you'll really enjoy Word on the Main Street podcast. So uh, before we wrap up, uh, I always ask my guests one last question. And I'll ask you guys the same question as you guys are all active members of the church. What does being a member of the church mean to you? Who wants to start? I'll start. For me, it's just, I mean, I can't imagine raising my kids today without the church. And the guidance of the church helps me and my wife. I don't know how to, does that that make sense? Absolutely. That's honestly, like, as as a young dad, that's probably what, the most prominent thing right now in the churches for me. Um, I'm in the young men's in my ward, you know, and and seeing like what the youth has to have to go through today. I mean, I've only been out of high school for 10 years, but it's a totally different world than when I was there 10 years ago. And I can't imagine raising my kids without the church to help support, guide me, back me up, and, right. and give me that added support. So right now in my life, that's probably the most sacred thing to me is just the blessings that I receive as a young dad towards my kids. Awesome. Awesome. Brian? I would say for me, it's peace of mind. Mm. Um, just the things that we know being members of the church, the plan of salvation, um, and just, I've had a, a neighbor of mine that is not of our faith and has kind of been church hopping and just started at this new church this last week and was telling my wife today, like, hey, you guys should come check it out sometime. And me being a former missionary, I'm usually prone to to saying, yeah, why, why not? I'll go. I, I mean, I know what's true for me. I'll, I'll entertain mm-hmm. you because I sure. expected people to, to come and check out our church when I was a missionary. But when she told me this, I'm just like, you know what? This is This is who we are. This is something that we we know to be true, and and it is something that is right for our family, mm. and we appreciate the invitation. But um, it just, like I said, just brings me that peace of mind, uh, knowing awesome. what what we know as members of the church. Perfect. Thank you, Sean. Um, so I was going to touch on family as well. It's a, I love family. I think. Yeah. Uh, just knowing, because I have a little kid. Mm. and uh just knowing that i'm gonna have him in my life not just now but forever uh it's just it's good to know that um i don't know because i see like i see people with their kids and 
they have illnesses and stuff. Yeah. And uh, it freaks me out. Mm-hmm. Like if my kid would ever yeah. have something like that happen, but I'm grateful to know uh, that, you know, it's not the end uh, here. So just having that knowledge that family is forever is very important to me. So that's probably what the church is, is for me. Awesome. Well, you guys are great. I appreciate it. Uh, I don't know that we would have a Latter-day Lives podcast without the word on the main street (laughs) podcast. So you guys are instrumental in my lives and this will be my third appearance tonight when we record on yours. (laughs) And I love it, man. I just, am I, my, I've got uh, kids who think you guys are like the coolest, <laughs> the coolest people. And on vice it. versa. Yeah, it's been pretty. It's been pretty fun being a part of it. But you guys are awesome, uh, awesomely knowledgeable. By the way, I should tell our listeners if you have specific questions about Disneyland, if there's something you wish we would have touched on. If you go to their Facebook page, it's Word on the Main Street on Facebook. You can reach out to them directly, send them a message. They are so good about helping people out and answering or pointing you towards something. And again, just tune in. Guys, thank you so much for being on the show and for being yeah, great yeah, thanks for the having church. Us. Thanks for having us. Really fun stuff. enjoyed that conversation as much as I did. These are just great, great guys. So much fun to hang out and talk about such a fun place to go with families. This week in my Latter-day life, uh, I want to tell you a little bit about one of my heroes. Uh, There's a man in my own ward named Roger Gillies, and Roger is an incredible guy and a friend of ours. He actually was our home teacher uh, there for a while. And uh, there is a write-up on Roger in the Deseret News that uh, just came out. I will share it on our page as well as on our Facebook page. And Roger is 81 years old. It was so great just a few years ago when he was our, our home teacher. And also he has a son named Donovan, who's a very good friend of mine, also a big Utah Jazz fan. And as I am a Laker fan, we've gotten together to watch a few games with uh, some friendly rivalries. But anyway... Roger uh, is just a special guy in our ward, just a great guy. Like I said, he's 81 years old, and uh, a few years ago, his wife, Tanya, who is one of the sweetest, most wonderful people you'll ever meet, Uh, a few years ago, uh, Tanya uh, was diagnosed with Parkinson's, and for those of you who know Parkinson's disease, uh, it's a real struggle, and it really takes its toll, and... um, Everyone was a little bit worried about uh, Tanya and, and getting around and whatnot. And uh, one of the things they mentioned to Roger was, you're really going to need to help Tanya. And of course, Roger, just such a great man, great husband, loves his wife. Uh, they said, Roger, you're going to need to really be in shape uh, to be able to physically help Tanya with all this. And Roger's son, Brad, uh, brought up the idea of a workout, a mile and a half hike. Now out here, this hike, it's the Timpanogos Cave National Monument. It's over a, in fact, it's almost 1,100 feet of elevation in a mile and a half. You go a mile and a half up and a mile and a half back. I have done that hike, and let me tell you, it is something serious. And Roger, he had never really done a whole lot of exercising, but uh, as things got a little bit tougher 
on Tanya, uh, Roger decided that this was going to be his workout. So four years ago, when he turned 78, he actually hiked up to the cave 39 times. The next year at age 79, he did 79 trips for his 79th birthday. And last year, as an 80-year-old man, he did this 83 times. In fact, the people who run the cave, they actually gave him a Hiking Your Way to Fitness and Fun t-shirt, a camelback, and a wooden walking stick that one of the park rangers carved. They all just absolutely love him there. Unfortunately, this time, he wanted to do his birthday again, but the park closed a few weeks early uh, this year, and he only did it 68 times. Now you think about that. You think about uh, hiking up 1,100 feet uh, at my age, at 20 years old, for anyone, but at 81 years old, all to stay strong for his wife. What a beautiful, beautiful love story. Of course, Roger can't understand what all the hype is about. My favorite quote is, he just says, she took care of all of us, pointing to Tanya. I want to be Roger. I love Roger. I'm so grateful for people like Roger and like all of you who listen and who try to make this world a better place. We need more Roger Gillies because uh, the world needs it. These are crazy times, and uh, I'm just so grateful to have such a an inspiring man in my life. And that's what's going on this week in my Latter-day life. So thanks again for tuning in, folks. Remember, there are show notes on everything we discuss on latterdaylives.com. You can also stream any of the episodes directly from our website. Again, that's www.latterdaylives.com. If you'd like to email me any show notes at all, love getting messages from our listeners. I can be reached at Sean. That's S-H-A-W-N at latterdaylives.com. On social media, we are on Twitter as Latterday underscore lives. Facebook, we're facebook.com slash Latterday Lives podcast. Instagram, we can be found at latter underscore day underscore lives. And folks, one last time, I just want to tell you how much I appreciate all the listeners out there. Now get out there and just make it such a great life. Because as always, there is a great, big, beautiful world out there. So go be in it, just not of it. Thanks for listening.